Hello. Hey, welcome back. Definitely welcome back. I yeah. had a I had a cold, an old a classic cold, not COVID, but I was hacking to a point that would have made really any amount of recording we did uh, unlistenable. I would say so. Apologies. Yeah, and I, I trusted you in that. I I, I believed your your. I think we might be in summer. I mean, I know. I know some people say summer doesn't start until the solstice, but like, come on, we've already had a couple of 90 degree days up here in Western Massachusetts. God damn. Yeah. Well, it got back down to like 40 last night, so. That will happen. Right where it should be. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, uh, I'm actually not drinking beer today. Uh, this is a, this is a nice Sunday afternoon recording session, so I got a little, little vino. Ooh, I've, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, this is a root beer. Non-alcoholic. That, that, that's fine. It's a school night. Yeah. For most of us. For most of us. Yeah. Uh, but I have been drinking. So Joan came home from the liquor store. And I'll I'll give you the three things she came home with in the order or in reverse order of importance. Okay. Uh, so third on the list, she came home with a 12-pack of Downy Cider. Okay. That was uh, slushy flavored. Okay. Yeah. So they had blue, red, and white slushy uh, flavors of cider. And they don't really taste like slushy. I mean, they put food coloring in them to make them, you know, almost the color of the shit. But, like, <laughs> the flavors from cider companies, the, they just they just say alcohol from sugar fermentation is the, the yep. alcohol. So it's like water, alcohol, and then... The flavoring agents, so the white one was a white grape, uh, the red one was a cherry, and the blue one, lemonade, like lemon extract. The fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's like, get, find some blue raspberries, dickhead. Yeah, or blueberries. <laughs> or Yeah, right? Yeah, lemonade. Like, they tried, but but they, they failed. And yeah, blue was both of our least favorite. I mean, it's just a lemon seltzer. And you said 12 packs, so four of each flavor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've crushed a uh, one of each at least. Cool. All right. That um, was that was number three. That was number three. So I got number two was a twelve pack of Yangling, and I know what you're thinking. That should be at the top, but buddy, she had to pay for that. And the number one thing that she came home with was a Yangling basketball jersey. That was a free giveaway. What? What, buddy? Yeah, dude. I, and instantly, like, I thought, like, I got to call my boys, but I figured we'd be talking about this. Yeah. Holy <laughs> hell. That I mean, that looks like a like a solid quality thing. That's not like it's it. I'm going to carry it around probably for the rest of my life. Yeah. That's not like it the, might never come off. Sometimes they give you like a quote jersey and it's just a, a shitty T-shirt that they have printed yeah. to look like a jersey. That looks like a real jersey. I mean, it's got no sleeves. Like it's it's the right shape of a basketball yeah. jersey. It's more like a and one. It's got the broad shoulders. Yeah, yeah. It's not the it's not the lean like almost track shirt style, but but it's it's the polyester of a polo shirt. So I mean, it's <sighs> nice. It's gonna work. That's it's nice. Gonna, it's gonna work hard. And yeah. it, and the fact that it's number one. Yeah, that's huge. Is it affiliated I mean, with a team? Like are, uh, are no? Are they a sponsor of anybody or just? No, it has a DraftKings logo on it. Uh, DraftKings. So that, that's probably where the money came from. Gotcha. Which is yeah. I mean, it's it's like the patches that they have on the NBA jerseys yeah. now that that they allowed corporate. So Yingling basically allowed DraftKings to be on their jersey. 
But I like I like that uh, Yingling. I mean, we'll post a picture of this, but the Yingling logo is a has got is a can a that got can. shot by the police. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beer can with wings and angel <laughs> angelic Yingling can. <laughs> it's just nuts. It's the kind of thing you'd have airbrushed on the back window of your pickup truck if your friend Yingling was killed. So yeah, um, I'm going to go back there tomorrow and see if I can't snag you one. I would love that, buddy. And then steal the box and <laughs> wear that basically for the rest of my we life. We could start a very confusing basketball team of all of our friends all wearing the same number. <laughs> the Yingling All-Stars were just very drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, puke, puke on the court. <sighs> Man. It's so nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I had like the the setting for it was perfect too, because like Joan got off early on Friday, uh, and she was like, "I'm going out to to uh, you know do some girly stuff, whatever." Uh, she was like, "Can I get you anything while I'm out?" And I was like, "Yeah, uh, some beer, obviously." Uh, and while she was out, I did some yard work. Mm-hmm. So like, I I got I got nice and and thirsty from the yard work, and she comes home and it was just like, I don't even. I mean, I want to drink the Yingling, but first I got to put on that jersey. I got to wear this shit. <laughs> yeah, like I, I got to don it. Hell and yeah! I'm dude. never do- doffing it. That's so nice. Yeah. Oh, she, she's she's great. Hell yeah! Yeah, love to hear, love to hear that. Yeah, man. Um, but I mean, in in recent times, uh, my parents have visited. Nice. They're visiting again. Yeah, and we weren't even even able to like you know put them up like they had to stay out outside of the house because uh, we had a guest bed but it was in pieces. Yep, we had a guest mattress but it was all you know wrapped up and whatnot. So yeah, that that was cool. Hell yeah, making them making them drive home, drive drive up, you know. But they get the free hotel breakfast. We didn't have to serve breakfast, so it was, it was nice. I got a break for a meal. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. It was Memorial Day weekend, so I mean, nice long weekend. Although. Me, I I started working recently, but it's not really regular. Yeah, I'm uh I'm freelance surveying, which is something that I I didn't really think existed, but <laughs> sure enough, it does. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, we we got to uh got to stroll around. There's a there's a park in our neighborhood that the neighborhood gets its name from, Forest Park. Uh, but they have a zoo. Like Springfield has a zoo in this park. Cool. And I mean, I've heard. Some people talk about it as like not that bad of a zoo, and it's like when you have to say that, like it's a bad zoo. Yeah, there there are places that shouldn't have zoos. This is clearly one of them. The Pumpton Park but Zoo comes to mind. At least that has land, you know. It does and have like, land. Is in in a more temperate climate. Mm-hmm. Like this is just stuck kind of in the middle of of like a much larger park, where I, I think they have a monkey or like a <laughs> some sort of ape. Uh, they have like one big cat, but we we peeked through the uh, the fence of the zoo, tried to get a little free zoo action. Sure. And we saw like the tiniest deer. I forget what they're called, but like there's a little tiny deer from South America. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> they're funny. <laughs> I want I and I was wondering how many venison steaks you could get out of like all of them, and I think it might be one. Yeah, you'd have like venison sliders. Honestly, yeah, it's like rabbits. Like yeah. you you're you're budgeting the amount of you know, we don't eat cats, so but like that's that's probably the amount of meat you would get out of these. Yeah. Is <laughs> cat level meat. That's cat meat. <laughs> that's uh fat squirrel meat. Uh, oh man. Well uh 
I got I got one quick milk related thing okay, that I wrote down here. I, I was worried because I don't I don't have much milk stuff this week. So I told you. So we we obviously tried egg creams famously. Famously, we tried yeah. egg creams and and they were they were really good. They were really good. And then shortly after that, I think I told you Reagan s- sent me a podcast to listen to that was um, the history of. Uh, pinball in the United States because it used to be considered gambling. So some dude had to go like to various state level Supreme courts and play pinball and prove that it was not gambling because he was good at it and could like put the ball wherever he wanted. Anyway, it was interesting. But at the beginning, it's it's Roman Mars. It's fucking uh ninety nine percent invisible. It's like a big time podcast. It's like one of the main okay. ones. Yeah. And he's like, so tell me the history of of like how did pinball start? Was it back at like the like, like there'd be like a soda jerk and you were down at the diner and, he, and the guy was like, yeah, it did kind of start in place like that. He's like, I could, you know, take my best gal there and we'd get an egg cream. And I was like, huh, who's it? Egg. Uh, he said it. So that happened. Nice. And I was like, that's kind of interesting. Then uh, about a week ago, um, there's this guy that we, we watch on YouTube from time to time. Uh, it's uh, called How to Drink. And it's this dude who kind of like teaches you variations of cocktails and like where they come from and like different ways on how to make them based on like what kind of equipment you have and shit nice does he have fun with it he does have fun with it he's from okay he's from that's what he doesn't have the accent but he is from south jersey okay but i mean that's what i appreciate there's nothing worse than like somebody mansplaining drinking to you yeah it's like come on man it's not that at all he actually mocks that he's like look i like this if you if you don't that's cool um, but just like, you know, probably don't do this is kind of like the yeah. the sternest he gets with it. And he gets hammered, which is great. But um, yeah, well, that's that's what you want to see. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's getting drunk off of the shit he's showing me how to make. Like, all right. Exactly. And Proof so this is in the pudding. I think this guy's got a, a pretty massive following, but he recently did uh, like, like a week ago. One of the mo- most recent episodes at the time, um, he was like. The, the title was like, I carbonated milk. And I was just like, what? And so- You put it in a pressure vessel? Yeah. So there's, everyone knows the soda stream, but there is another one called like the drink mate that's like effectively the same type of thing, except instead of with the soda stream, you are connecting your vessel up into like the the thing itself- yeah, it's like a soda stream Nalgene that connects to the actual compressor. Yeah. Right? And then when you yeah. then you take it off and you have to put a lid on that Nalgene in order to seal it. This thing, the the cap is what goes into the machine, which means the soda stream you can only carbonate water, but you you like if you want to add flavoring or anything to it, you have to do it after it's carbonated. This thing you can in theory carbonate anything that you put inside of it. All right. So this dude just put in a bunch of shit, including just straight milk, just milk, and then carbonated it. <laughs> Man, uh, where where is the milk university? Because like we we need to get this guy a research grant, right? Like, man, um, get him a lab, get him some test tubes. Like, come on. Yeah, it sounds like it. It maybe wasn't the best. Because uh, adding CO two to stuff does make it more bitter. Um, okay, but uh, I think there's a place for carbonated milk in in the world. We just got to figure out what it is. 
But uh, yeah, it makes it more bitter. So all right, we add chocolate syrup, which already has sugar in it. Like, come on, I mean, it's right there. <laughs> it's, it is right there. It's right there. But I just wanted to say that uh, I forget the name of the phenomenon, but it's like you know somebody mentions a new type of car that you've never heard of, and then you see it everywhere. That's happening right now to me with carbonated milk slash egg creams. <laughs> All right. I just keep seeing it I, places, and it's great. Uh, yeah, I I swear, uh, the only place that I saw it, other than, you know, like a, like a deep cut of No Reservations with Anthony Bourdain, uh, was that 70s movie. <laughs> it's that 70s horror movie, Squirt. Yeah. Boy, what a delicious <sighs> treat. I've had several since. It's, uh, it's so nice. Yeah, I rarely have seltzer and milk on. I mean, I usually have milk on hand, but uh, seltzer doesn't stick around in the household. I make too many cocktails with it. Yeah. Really, what I should be doing is making some breakfast beverages. I also find that it's a very refreshing nighttime beverage for fourth meal. Okay. If I come home from band practice, I'm sweaty. I rode my bike there. I rode my bike back. I was sweaty while I was there because I'm, I'm, I'm in a room with dudes screaming. Um, I need to rehydrate, and so yeah. And the pint glass, you know, it's it's what like you get eight ounces of milk, so it's not that heavy, and then you get eight ounces of water. It's nice. It it makes sense. It just makes sense. It's responsible. What football team do you think we could get to have egg cream on the the sidelines? Steelers. Yeah. Okay. That <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. They already have ranch on the sidelines for their pizza crust. <laughs> that or um, maybe Green Bay. That's uh, is Wisconsin America's, America's Dairyland. I believe it is. Yeah, I, I think it might say that on the license plate. I think it does. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe them. Maybe them. But they're like, all right. Their their whole thing is cheese, though. So they've already like chosen a dairy product. Yes and no. I mean, you know the they're big. Uh, Big chain restaurant is Culver's, dude. Cool. You know those? Oh, I've been to been to a handful of them. <laughs> All right, they got yeah, the, they're on point. Yeah, they got them as far south as uh, uh, St. Louis. I've been to one in St. Louis. Nice, yeah, nice. All right, I I don't know if I've seen any on the East Coast. I don't think they've made seen... it to the East Coast. Yeah, well, I mean, we even have to call Carl's Junior Hardy's out here because uh, I think it's gang related. <laughs> Well, wasn't the guy's name Carl Hardy's, like Carl Hardy something, Jr. and like yeah, so, something like that. What the fuck happened there? But uh, yeah, the family split. I think the Missouri Compromise, the modern one, is that it's both part of the South and the Midwest, so therefore it gets Culver's. Uh, the the checkers and rallies territory cannot overlap the Culver's territory. Exactly. Nice. But nice. uh, yeah, you can't have spicy fries and frozen custard, please. Like that's just too much for one town to take. It's too much. But you can't have. It's, you're allowed to have barbecue, and the concrete, which is their version of sort of the blizzard. You can have that. Nice. Yeah, they they got uh better food too than Dairy Queen. I mean, Culver's Dairy Queen. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, Tendies. Tendies on point. Like they got a good hot dog. The burgers Remember nice. That. I mean, yeah. if we're being honest, the best named flagship burger is always going to be Checker slash Rallies. Like, Checker Double Decker. Well, I thought they made the Big Buford. Oh, uh, the Big Buford, too? Yeah. yeah. And they have Bufords. Yeah, because the Big Buford is like, ah, man, to, the, the confidence you need to walk up 
to a, I guess you, it's a drive up, not walk up. You drive up and say, hey, I would like a big Buford, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there was the, the checkers that I think I've only been to, like, I think I've only been to one checkers, but I've been there probably like hundreds of times, uh, was in college park like mm. when I, when I was going to school. So I remember a couple of late night trips where it's like, Hey, do you want to talk about it? It's like. I'm craving some spicy fries and a Buford. Chicka chicka checkers. <laughs> that was their like jingle seems almost too complimentary, but that was their like the sound in their commercials, right? Liberty, liberty, yeah. liberty, <laughs> liberty. Yeah. Great tagline, guys. Nice. Spent a lot of spent a lot of time and effort on that. <laughs> this is a Jim Gaffigan level, like, you know, uh hot pockets. Just hey, you guys think of a, a theme song? Chicka chicka chicka. Zoom zoom. They were lazy back then. Actually, I guess <gasps> they, they did have that zoom zoom zoom. Hey zoom zoom zoom. They had that full like reggae song. So that that was all right. Did Paul Anka write that? Like, come on. I think it, I think it was a UB forty. Nice, nice. Um, I have a story from back in the day, sort of that was um, sent in by a friend slash um, former sort of contributor. Uh, he wants to only go by the name Andrew. I, I'm not sure if he still listens, but you, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. And uh, he messaged me on Instagram like a month ago, and I just kept forgetting to bring this up, partially because we've only recorded a couple times since then, but also it just slipped my mind. But he reminded me of a time back in middle school um, where we went on a field trip to New York City and how... At, yep, he, he had just done this trip with his son. Uh, like he had gone up to New York City and, and been to some of the places we went to. And sort of through that lens as an adult realized how insane it was. But at one point, he reminded me that they dropped us off at FAO Schwartz and then said something to the effect of, we will meet you at, I believe it was St. Christopher's Cathedral in like three hours. Just like. You're in charge of getting yourselves there. You are a bunch of children in arguably the most famous toy store in the world. And we need you to know when to leave, know how to get to where you're going and go there despite it being a literal church, the most boring place for a child to be. Yeah, we saw St. Patrick's Cathedral, the Cathedral of St. John the Divine, uh, the cloisters. Like we saw a lot of churches. Yeah, for a... Standard non-religious affiliated public school. They were just like, look at, look at this. And I mean, our our art teacher was not a religious man N- at all. No, not even slightly. He, he was a fun art teacher, though. I will say that. In, he was... Yeah, in hindsight, yes. At the time, I w- I remember being very frustrated with with Mister Ritz. But, I, uh, yeah, at first, you're you're frightened of the guy. Yeah, because you're like a, a sixth grader, and he's like judging your art like an art critic. Yeah, he's being like and mean. Then, yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, it it shows you the other side of art teachers. They're not all Miss Lippy from from uh, have, uh, Billy Madison. Yeah, yeah. I I remember he was teaching us stippling, and he basically. After like months of of going over stippling, he basically just decided that no one in class actually knew how to do it and said that so frequently and adamantly that I left that class 
just thinking that I did not understand what the concept of stippling was, that it just, there was something that hadn't clicked. And so for years, even to when I was an adult, it was like maybe like eight years ago, I realized that, no, I do know what stippling is. And yeah, I'm probably not good at it. I'm not an artist in that sense. Hey, if you can pull a trigger, you can stipple. (laughs) But like, I I understand how dots and shit work, but uh, he made me think that he gaslit like our entire class into thinking like, you don't, you guys don't even know what Dot, yeah, you have no idea what's going dot on. Dot-based densities even mean. You have no idea. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that guy was nuts. But, uh, nice. yeah, and, and Andrew just reminded me, like, hey, uh, I, I just did this walk, F.A.O. Schwartz to St. Christopher's, because he's like, there's nothing in between those two that's remotely interesting to kids. It's far. And I was thinking about it from the lens of, like, we are from a very small town. Why yes. the fuck did they set us loose in New York City? That's insane. I don't I don't know. Like I I remember my mom complaining and I mean this was probably a couple of years ago, but that we all came back with lighters. Like it was just, <laughs> you know, cuz cuz like we all wandered into a convenience store and it's like, "Can I buy this?" and the guy's like, "I don't care." Like, "Do you have money?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah (laughs) i don't remember if i got one but uh that rules oh man yeah man i yeah that's see that's the kind of shit i wish that i had a better memory for was like i remember bagged milk i remember silent lunches i remember all that like borderline abusive shit that they did but not the like unhinged (laughs) bagged milk is an abuse no bagged milk is that's i mean i know how i know why i am the way i am is Largely thanks to bagged milk, but um, that's where you think you got your taste for milk. No, I think that's where I got my ability to drink milk in public. Ah, okay. And talk yeah, openly yeah. about egg creams. Nice. So I've okay. loved I've loved milk my my whole life, but like I think a lot of people, even even people our age that do enjoy the occasional milk, won't drink it in front of another person as an adult. There is there's something childish about milk, and uh, yeah, we gotta we gotta. Buck that stereotype. I mean, once you suck that shit out of a bag in front of your friends, and if you're once you put your palm on the bag just to get it going faster, too. Yeah, and if you're in a cafeteria, that is when like your friends are the most vicious, like making fun of each other at times as well. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, if you can handle that, you're you're hardened. You know, you're in the trenches. You're you can suck back an egg cream in front of your wife. That's going to be fine. Yeah. It's it's weird too about that New York trip. I mean, we went up in the Empire State Building, I think. That sounds right. And, and I remember like we were one the the group that I was in. Uh I re- I remember there were like five of us and I mean, we were we were friends. We were like lunch table boys. But uh we were like one elevator behind the rest of the group. And one of the guys is like, "We're not we're not making it back. <laughs> and like, I mean, we were in middle school, so he like, he started to tear up and I was like, it's going to be fine. Like, uh, this is, this is my rose colored glasses. Yeah. Like me being the leader, but it, maybe that was just a thought that I had. It was like, it's just an elevator. Like they're not going to leave without us. Yeah. Like, if maybe, or, maybe if there was one kid, but there's five, they're going to notice five. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, it's a long elevator. It's like 107 stories. Famously. It's a famously long yeah. elevator. It's going to take yeah, a while. Man. But yeah, I could see a kid just for the duration of that elevator ride just be like, oh, no. I live in New York. Nobody from our class is up on the observation deck. I live Nobody in New- from our class. I live in New York now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Yep>. no. 
There's nothing but lighters and toy stores and churches here. I'm going to have to become the kids from Kids. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Young Tim. Maybe not that far. Y- young Tim from the throw-ups uh, has told me several, uh, about when he was younger. He rented that movie thinking it was for kids. So he watched it like, oh, like when shit. he was very young, like must have been right around when it came out and just like, I think it fucked him up like pretty good because that. Yeah, that's a bad rental agency. Honestly, that's a fucked up movie. If you guys haven't seen, I mean, it, I guess it's good in the sense that like it's interesting, but it's dark. It's a dark film. Um, uh, Yeah, nothing good happens to any of the characters. Yeah, it's real bad. And and they're all teenage like minor teenagers plus there's an added instructional video in there where they teach you how to roll a blunt like just like show the kids yep. hands cutting up the blunt like scraping out the guts and and how to roll it like it's insane yeah it's not good um i was wondering if there was going to be a sequel where it's like this is the proper way to cook heroin <laughs> no oh, fuck it who wrote that song on how to make crack uh Fuck, was it was it Master P? It's got the instructional ingredients. Like he just wrote in a song, and because it's a song, it it was you know considered art, and therefore was allowed to get circulated. But it was literally just the instructions on how to make crack at home. Nice. I gotta listen to some more Master P. Yeah, I think it was Master P. It was somebody. All right, nice. But uh, yeah, same same level of just overt like yeah. this is how you do it properly if you want to do the thing that all the rappers talk about. Yeah, I'm very glad I hadn't seen kids when we went to New York because that shit would have scared the hell out of me. Like that's it would have, or it would have inspired us to steal forties into our pants. Mm. Well, that is nice. Nothing quite like. How a do pa- you walk around with a forty like just at your calf? That's like a teenager. I mean, the pants were bigger back then. You know, I guess they were. Yeah, yeah skater need, pants. You need the Jinko jeans. Yep. Whew. Hey, uh, speaking of jeans. This has nothing to do with pants at all, but uh, you got we, you, you got the good news from from our from our lad, right? Yeah, our our man in in Italia, our man in Italia, where I am not, despite posts made by my wife. That's just a throw. Yeah, so, sorry, I was I was very confused earlier this week. I was like, is Ben in Italy? Yeah, I was I also. Thought, got, I, thought... I was like, yeah, am I? Where am I? Because I was sick, and I was like, am I in Italy? Yeah. Help. Did I dream that, or was that real? Like, is that why I'm sick? Was I on a plane? Especially because she'd be, she'd been out of town, but she'd been in oh she'd been in Santa Cruz. But I was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> so she was looking through the album and just it was like, oh, I forgot to post these. These are really nice. Yeah, and then she like, al- Joan did the same thing with concerts at the end of last year, and it was like, I remember you saying it on here. It was like you guys are some concert goers, and it was like, no, no, that's a year's worth of pictures, like ten, ten different concerts over a year yeah. that she posted one time. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I uh, she had she wanted to post pictures from the New Orleans trip, and then realized she hadn't posted any from the Italy trip, fucking three months ago, and was like, ah, I should, I should. for chronological. Nice. Chron- Chronology is more important than, um, I guess, sort of a. Uh, timeline accuracy i don't know know what i'm trying to say but uh she she likes a good linear timeline that's what it is yeah yeah she and i mean you could call it a frame story i mean she you could you could put a a different perspective on it but you know she she's going for the direct linear chronology yeah but yeah uh congrats to congrats to papa 
on yeah get, getting Papa and Lauren getting hitched yeah that rules. I think they did it in Florence. You ever been to Florence? I have been to Florence. I've actually been yeah. to. Uh, I think everywhere that Papa just went, I went on that trip in March. I think. I mean, not nice. not the specific places, I, but like the the cities themselves. Yeah. The the northern Italy yeah. tour. Yeah, did, did that loop there, and uh, I talked about it when I got back. But it's a blast up there. It's great. Nice. Did you give him any recommendations before his trip? Gave him quite a few, but not as before his trip nice. as I, I'd meant to give him months in advance. But it ended up being okay. a couple weeks in advance. But I did get him um, my sort of um, general Italy recommendations and Reagan's more uh, specific ones. Because I never remember the names of any of the restaurants we went to and shit. Yeah, because there's too many vowels. Yeah, it's all in Italian. I mean, what the hell is that? <laughs> right? But uh, the big one I'll give to, I'll just put this here for anybody. If you're ever going to Italy. Thank you. This might be in other European countries as well. I've only seen it in Italy. You might be in a bathroom at like the hotel uh, with the first time you see this, where I think the mistake is is more easy to make because uh, if you see it in like a restaurant bathroom, you're like, what the fuck is that? You might see like a, just a rope, like a string coming from <laughs> oh, yeah, yep. the top of the, towards the ceiling. <laughs> seen this in Deutschland. And it goes all the way to the ground and you're like, what the fuck is that? Or if you're, and if you're in the shower, you're like, oh, is this I like a closet? I think it's in European vacation too. If it's, is it in that? And I just am not I think, aware I of think it. There's, there's some slapstick part of European vacation where he's in the shower and he's just like stringing the, the string out and he's like, what? what? Yeah. So that's an emergency. I fell down cord and, uh, it alerts. That's what it is. Yeah. It alerts EMS. <laughs> huh? And that's why they go all the, the string goes all the way to the floor. Okay. And because uh, Italy's got. So you can operate it with your toes too if you still have motion in your lower extremities. Yes. Yeah, because Italy has an absurdly old population, like on average. Like they've got a lot of old people and not a lot of young people. And so. That's true. I remember like early on in the COVID pandemic when they were shutting down exports. Got. I remember guys complaining about either too much pasta or not enough pasta, but it was one of them. And it was like, we, we can't export the pasta now, so now we got to eat it. The pasta levels were off. But, uh, but yeah, it was a very old man complaining about pasta, which is just hilarious. That should be a sport. Yeah, yeah. But luckily, um, the the couple that I pulled were, uh, I guess, not working, which disconnected. seems troubling. But uh, there was one. It Maybe you have to on it for like six minutes maybe continue <laughs> there was one restaurant we went into that had se- it, it was a to flush the toilet there was a button on the wall about 10 feet behind you that, Whoa. that was where and there's a cord coming out of the ceiling right next to the toilet which is one of these emergency cords yeah so they have signs taped to the wall in like 10 languages they're like stop do not fucking pull this goddamn cord and then they had arrows along the wall all the way back to the button to be like, that is the button. Do not pull the cord or emergency personnel will like kick in the door. Yeah, but like, all right, flushing for a toilet is probably still mechanical at this point. So why is your mechanical switch like 10 feet away and like two wall, two wall corners away from the toilet also like that i i would say the button that you're pushing is the size uh it had it, it had the classic um smaller button and bigger button for like yeah the one and two peter pood and the p one was probably the size of a passport 
and the pood one was probably the size of three passports. Like it, they were massive buttons, <laughs> I, and they didn't give you like a broom handle, <laughs> like to to push them with from the toilet. Like that would have been like you you could put nice. your whole palm on the P one, and you pushed it in like two inches into the wall. Like it was very okay, like now I'm Indiana Jones yeah. shit. I'm starting to understand why they could have it, you know, that far away. If the switches are that big, I think yeah, you're you are releasing a boulder, which is blocking the water flow. <laughs> I was thinking a in wall kind of Rube's Goldberg machine. Yes, yes. Oh, so that that was your advice was uh, don't pull the cord. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of people go to Italy to have like a nice romantic vacation, and just having somebody. Have, Having a couple of Italian EMS yeah, burst just down the door. Come bibbity bobbitying their way into your bathroom. Now, I, I don't know. Do people move slower in Italy? Like I, I've noticed this in some European Bro. countries. Is like you know they 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 got their own time. Bro, they don't move in Italy. They just <laughs> okay. So I'm wondering if the EMS shows up to a false alarm. They're like, well, you guys want to order some wine while we're here? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um. It's like nobody's hurt, so we should celebrate, right? Yeah, when we were in Milan, which I was told was like the New York of Italy, so the most hustly bustly place of Italy. They're still fucking Italians, man. They like I'm like molasses. They, they move like the they only ju- thing they do fast is drive. I think I think it's it, the, yeah, it's that, and then talk. They talk extremely fast, but they walk as if they uh, exist on nothing but pasta and cheese, which. Uh, they do. I mean, I guess they do. So yeah, yeah. They they right. they move at the speed of a southern man who has just eaten biscuits and gravy. That is their pacing. Yeah, I noticed. I didn't see many joggers in Europe when I was over there. Like the people do their working out somewhere else because you know most European countries they're just eating sausage, bread, and cheese. Like that. That's the diet of like yeah. France, Germany, Italy, Spain, Portugal. <laughs> like never saw anybody jogging, but like they, you know they're all right. Yeah. I mean, they have some portly fellows, but we all do. We all do. Don't we, folks? Uh, but yeah, other than that, I watched a couple of movies. I got sick. Um, the only other thing we don't have to talk about this week. I was, uh, when you're not wearing your sunglasses, but you're bringing them around with you, like maybe you've gone inside, where do you rank the sunglass storage locations? It's getting to be summer out. I'm, uh, I'm usually a collarman. Me too. Like, yeah. How do you feel about people that put them um, on the back of their head? Uh, do they go right ways up or do they go upside down? See, that's, like, because now we're talking. Now we're getting into it. Are they putting them uh, on on the on the back the backwards hat so they're sitting above the brim of the hat that is on backwards? There's a lot yeah, of variety. I, I'm. I'm personally against it. Look, if one of my good friends wanted to do it, I'd probably make fun of him once or twice about it, but like I'd, I'd let it slide after that. Uh, but yeah, the upside down on the back of the head, I would say, is not grounds for fighting, but like that's you're getting a ball tap at least. I mean, that guy, they stay on. Luckily, that guy wants to be in a fight. I don't think you wear sunglasses backwards and upside down on your head unless you are actively trying to get into a fight. Right, and aren't those guys? Don't they usually have the the sunglass like loop thing for their Oakleys? You know, because they were just jet skiing anyway. I mean, look, I love a croaky. I love a croaky. 
So I mean that that's probably what your one A. If if you're if you got sunglasses with cro- really, all sunglasses should have them, right? They really should. You're being active in or, theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you think about people that put them in their breast pocket? Uh, not all shirts have breast pockets, especially you know summer gear. Like yeah, who's see that's who's cha- going out with the, the the tank that has the breast pocket? <laughs> like that's that's chaos mode that's- for me because like the the stick of the sunglasses is going to be way longer then the breast pocket is deep. Oh, yeah. So And those things are top-heavy. So, I mean... You have to have, like, a perfectly designed breast pocket, too, and the right material to kind of hold it. Like, you need cotton, and it needs to be a little bit undersized for the glasses just to hold it in there. Yeah. Because I, I bend over enough, I mean, for various reasons, but, like, you know, those sunglasses are popping out. Right? I mean, if you if uh, even if you're lay, laying back the whole time, if you're watching a movie, if you just watched Fast X, so you wore your Oakleys, but you have to tuck them into the the breast pocket because you despite despite the the high intensity action on the screen you really can't wear sunglasses in a movie theater it's it makes it hard to it's see it's tough yeah um, so even in that when you're reclined gently for um probably close to three hours um that's a risk yeah to, to anybody who's putting their glasses in the breast pocket we, we could tell them that all shirts have collars yep like any anything that has a breast pocket also has a collar and that so, collar is just, infinitely just explore deep. the possibilities it's infinitely deep it just goes mm-hmm. that shit just goes mm-hmm. yeah and some people could complain that it wears out your collar you know makes a little bacon neck and to that i would say just roll with it like don't give a fuck if you're wearing t-shirts like you probably are not worrying about like what people think of the collar of your shirt yep yep that is correct yeah they had uh was it haynes or fruit of the loom one of them had that ad campaign like fucking i don't know 12 years ago or like with mj and charlie sheen i think that was part of the same one but it was a guy who was going out on a date and um i forget the exact dialogue but it was supposed to be like a first date and it was something to the along the lines where the guy's like i'm pretty relaxed and and then it cuts to the girl like to the girl's point of view and she's like looking at his like you know bacon wrinkled collar and she's just like yeah i can tell and, uh, <laughs> and it's just uh, like, like, yeah, dude wore a plain white undershirt that was stretched out on a first date. Like, he's got some shit going on. Okay. <laughs> also, yeah, they were meeting at Applebee's. Yeah. So should have been a red flag right there. He's not but... doing so hot, which means don't make fun of him. Okay. Like, I think I bought one pack of those Hanes, like, product. Yeah. And, like, I'm not a guy who likes things up around my neck, and these were up around my neck, yeah. like in there, like low turtleneck, like level stuff. So we couldn't, we couldn't put the sunglasses in those. Man, remember turtlenecks? I do. When was the last time you think you wore a turtleneck? <sighs> Elementary school. I think same. Easily elementary. I think you know. I I did have that neck surgery in sixth grade, and since then I've been kind of. I don't want to say sensitive about it, but it's like, hey, get off of that. Yeah. Like, I like wearing collared shirts. You know, I like having the back collar, but like, you know, when, when you're too high in the front, it's like, you, I got an Adam's apple coming in. Like, we, we can't be having this. It's, yeah. I I kind of want to try one on just because I can't even imagine what it feels like. You know what I mean? Like, I, I have completely forgotten the sensation. I don't want to see you as a drama teacher. Like, well, 
And that's that's what I feel like yeah. you would you would become. Does does Steve Jobs wear a turtleneck? Yeah, he was a jeans and turtleneck guy. It was yeah, I, I can picture the jeans in a black shirt, but I couldn't remember if it was a turtleneck or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about image, really. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm never gonna wear one, but I want to like go to a I want to go to like, like a J.C. Penny and just try one on and just be like, ugh, ugh. This might be because I just watched the documentary on uh, on the Steve Bartman Cubs, which I was talking about with to you, um, but he was wearing a turtleneck. You know, during his his fateful uh, foul ball catching attempt, and yeah, I I mean that was that was oh three. So I mean a little bit after I stopped wearing turtlenecks, but like that pretty much confirms it. Is like yeah, you're wearing a turtleneck to a baseball game. Like you're gonna miss the foul ball, even though you put two fucking hands on it. That's like, insane. You couldn't even catch it. If you're gonna rob Moises Alou of an out, like at least catch the ball. That yeah, that's nuts. Imagine and he coached baseball too, wearing one of those to. An event. I I can't even. Ugh. I probably wouldn't even wear one around Joan. I'd, oh, I'd wear a cock sock God before, no. before I wear a turtleneck. Fuck no. Jesus. Yeah. I, the derision would be endless. Right? Yeah. Because, I mean, she's a lady, so she's always got her phone in her hand. So, like, that's a quick pick. Yeah. That's, and then you never live that down. That's, that's Unless you know the key. That's going to several different group texts immediately. Uh-huh. And you're just like, yeah. ah. Ah, fuck. Yep, no amount of Yingling jerseys will will live this down. No, yeah, you can't be doing that. But hey, uh, I saw Fast X, buddy. I'm proud of you, man. Uh, I'm gonna watch it again. Um, yeah, well, you, you said it ruled. It's so good. So really, good. I like top three fast movies easily. Really? Yeah. Like they took their time with it. Yeah. And all right. And did they have to CGI any other actors into it? Uh, kind of. Okay. So uh, this doesn't give anything away because this is all from the. This is this is. All, well, I don't think we're worried about about giving plot points away of Fast X. Yeah, but the the, the bad guy's Jason Momoa, who I believe I'm on record as saying, um, he's a he's a handsome man, and from all accounts, he seems like a very nice man. But I think he's a dog shit actor. Like he's just not good at acting. Uh, I was wrong. Yeah, there's a baseball pitcher that looks like him that I thought you could like just interchange them. Yeah, because like that guy was good for like half a year, and now now he sucks. Yeah, uh, I was dead wrong. He's the greatest actor alive. He was incredible in Fast X. He was electric. Uh, made some. Imagine he made some imagine insane Daniel Day Lewis. He made choices trying to get into those movies. <laughs> Honestly, and they're like, no, no, we're we're good. Thanks, thanks, sir. But like, we're good. Honestly, he should come out of retirement. Helen Mirren's in him. Let's get a little Daniel Day Lewis in there. But so, it's already got a guy I don't like in it that I now like. He Robert Pattinson. Me, I'm now a fan. Um, how, how'd Robert Pattinson Pattinson you? He got me with um, uh, the Lighthouse. And oh, oh yeah, I read the Willem Dafoe Lighthouse movie. Yeah, that one was kind of that was. I was like, damn, this is weird as shit. And then uh, the Batman that he did, that was fine. But there was another one. I forget what it was. But I was like, god damn, he was a Batman. Yeah, he's he's the most recent Batman. No way. But he uh, did not work out for the role. He just stayed. Did like he his normal? Did size. he put on masks like Matt Damon in the Informant? Nope. Or did he put on prosthetics like Brendan Fraser in the Whale? Nope. He's just a normal-sized okay. man. 
playing Batman. Nice. I well, Bruce Wayne, like when when it was Ben Affleck all jacked up, that was I think the hardest to believe Batman, because like you need to believe he's a billionaire. All right, he inherited his wealth, but like he was still raised by billionaires. Mm-hmm. Like so, he still has to wear a suit every day. So that was tough for me to believe Ben Affleck as as a billionaire. Yeah, he's got a gruffness to him, and not like a blue collar gruffness, like an alcoholic gruffness. <laughs> yeah, just like a if your life took a different turn, you'd be in a trailer park right now. Yeah. Uh, the other movie I was thinking of was Tenet. I I think I'm the only person on the world on the planet who liked Tenet, uh, but I did, and I do, and he's in it. And he's good. Tenet or Tenant? Tenet. T E N E T. It's the same forward as it it's is backwards, which yeah. plays into the film, buddy. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> so they just play it backwards from midway through? Bro, they kind of do. <laughs> nice. For real. But, um, all right. Yeah. Uh, great, great goddamn movie. Great. Go- oh, and, but the, the CGIing in of a character. So. <clears throat> Jason Momoa is playing the son of the villain from Fast Five, mm-hmm. who was like sort of the guy who ran Rio, which means that Jason Momoa is Brazilian. Just that's fine, I guess. He's um, also Aquaman. He is also Aquaman. Um, the opening of Fast X is the climactic ending of Fast Five, but with some scenes where they just Photoshop Jason Momoa into the scenes. And so oh. they they steal a vault from the police station, Paul Walker and Vin Diesel. And I they, remember and that. They, yeah, they drive away and they they presumably kill a, dozens of innocent Brazilians by bashing this giant safe down the sidewalks of Rio. So, the, all right. Brief aside, in Fast Five, like the two Brazilian guys in that, did they did they continue into the series or were they just like local help? In the Brazilian thing. They show up sort of a little bit in eight, I want to say. I think it's in eight. Okay. Um, but yeah, they, they were really just kind of local help. And everybody in the movies is already good drivers. So like those guys were good drivers, A, but wasn't their cover that they could look like janitors? Like, Yeah, they, 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 they had to go <laughs> in to be plumbers and they're also the- de- They were the inside. And they're the demolitions yeah. experts. Yes. Okay. They, all right. Yeah. And uh, I, I also think they speak Spanish at one point, which is not Portuguese, but well, whatever. They're South American, so I mean, yeah. it's overwhelmingly Spanish. They might, they might know both. You could know both. That's fine. But um, so like the, the there's a camera shot where after the vault has been driven away, it just cuts to like the op- the room with nothing in it now. Like there's just a big gaping maw. And instead, now it's just Jason Momoa in a suit just walks in and just stands in the hole with, like, his hands on his hips. Like, ah, damn. They took all my stuff. So they just, like, kept doing that. They just kept putting Jason Momoa uh, in, okay. in shots adjacent to the, like, ah, damn it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get those guys. I'm one step behind you. Yeah. This time. Yeah. It's very funny. Nice. But, but uh, yeah. I will also say that it ends. Uh, no, we all knew. We all knew that Vin Diesel had said that Fast X was going to be part one of a two-part finale to the whole series. Of course. Un- uh, that was national news, international news, actually. Until about a month ago when my little sister texted me an update because I was at a wedding. So I hadn't gotten this from a, a conventional news source. But he said, oh, uh, sorry, it's going to be part one of a three-part finale because we're not going to turn off the money hose. That was my mind exploding. 
But so we knew there was going to be cliffhangers, of course. The cliffhanger at the end of this one, I'm not going to give anything away, but there are several bombs that are about to go off that are going to presumably instantaneously vaporize one or more of the main characters in the fast verse. And it is counting down from 10 to 1, and at 1, it cuts to black. Now, that is not how a movie cliffhanger works. Movie cliffhangers are like the Avengers are all back at the base, and they're all kind of beat up, but they're like, hey, we... we." And then you see that alarm light behind them go off. Yeah. Yeah. Or you see, like, the rubble where they just were, like, shift, and, like, a hand comes up. You know yep. that, or 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 a new a ship arrives from out of outer space, and they're like, "Oh no, it's a new." And then you're like, "Cool, we'll, we'll handle that in a year and a half when the next movie comes out." Why didn't they do that at the end of Jaws? Like Jaws had babies; they could have. Come on, that would have been good. But this one literally ends the way a TV show ends, where it's like next week on Fast X. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice, because like clearly. You don't rank ramp up the tension that high just to end it like, I don't know. I've never seen it done in another like blockbuster style movie. I'm pumped. I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the Lord of the Rings movies, even those had like, they tie up that book at least. Yep. Or even if they had to chop up The Hobbit into three, like three hour movies. For no I, reason. I, I Yeah. I don't understand how they did that, but uh yeah, they they had like logical ends, and it was like, okay, we still know the journey is continuing, or like we've killed the dragon, but we still have to get back home. And sure enough, this battle of five armies happens. But yeah, the the it goes to one second. Like that's a very narrow margin for error. Yeah, yeah. So and and I don't think they've announced when the next one's coming out. So like I don't know how long we all have to wait to find out what happens. But, Let's uh, just hope they drive safely in, in the interim. Well, I'm wondering if they did it Lord of the Rings style, where they filmed all the movies at once, Ooh, and then yeah. it is going to be a much- Oh, they had eight hours of footage, and they were like, it was going to be two parts, but guess what? Like, we we got enough. We're actually making four movies. That would not be the most insane thing. I, I could see that happening. Um, it had a budget nice. of, I think, $18 trillion. Like, they- they're drowning in money, you know, like that's that's not a limiting factor. Lord of the Rings, they were like they did. They, they kept cutting their budget and shit. But this is like a massive, yeah. massive this franchise. Keeps, this, this, this is like a, a superstar major league player. Like it, his salary just keeps going up. Yeah, this thing can't lose. So like versus like a journeyman like Jason, you know, Jason X, the budget for that was like whatever Andy Richter's rider was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, it could be that it's already filmed and they're just you know editing it right now. I have no fucking idea, but um, or they've already edited it and are just counting the money from Fast X and just waiting. Yeah, they're just gonna see once once it goes once it dips below a certain threshold of uh, millions of dollars per day, that's when they uh, re- release part two. Nice. And what I want to know is is that is part two of Fast X going to be called Fast X Two? Because then it's just going to look like Fast Twelve, and there won't fast be two X. Then there won't be an eleven. Or is it going to be Fast X dash B, <laughs> like X Fast X Furious? Now we're talking, right? Now we're, I mean, they don't have a standard naming convention, so you might no. might as well. Yeah, it's like it's like the Rambo films. It's like what 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 is this? 
John Rambo? We already knew his name was John Rambo. Yeah. It's like First Blood. First Blood Part Two, Second Blood. Like Rambo. That might be a that might be a Sylvester Stallone trademark, because the Rockies do that too. I mean the first Rockies are, are conventional. But then you get Rocky Balboa and then Creed. And Creed. And then Creed Two, Electric Boogaloo. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I someone's gotta talk to these people. Hey, it, you know, name stuff how you want to. It's your movie. Well the official name of the ninth Fast and Furious movie is F nine. <laughs> That's a shit. Like, why do they not like the number nine? That's so bad. Because for the eighth one, they did F8 of the Furious. So it's Fate of the Furious. It's kind of clunky. Right. It's clunky, but y- you get it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And so, yeah, F9, F9 was F9. The, the stepchild of that. F9. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, F9. Uh, yeah, that's fine. That's F9. Yeah. Uh. I got to get Vin Diesel on the blower. Just yeah. call him up. Be like, hey, pal. Now, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. I mean, what, uh, have we ever talked about your stance on that one? I don't like it. Um, okay. I don't hate it. Um, it's it's, stri- it's got a shawl in it. I mean, it, I mean look. It looks. So do Fast 6 through Current. <laughs> right. Multiple shawls. Helen Mirren's Mama Shaw. Um, Whoa. Yeah. I didn't realize she was in the Shaw clan. Oh, yeah. She's, she's the mom of the Shaws. Wow. Yeah. But, Weird. Right? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I love Jason Statham. I think The Rock is fun as an action guy. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. they are both doing quippy penis jokes the whole time at a rate, uh, at, at, at too high of a rate. And they're both trying to be the same character. And so it doesn't work. They're both trying to be the tall, or not tall, the buff, bald action guy, where one of them's tall and one of them's, you know, kind of just like a normal guy, height. a regular guy, yeah. yeah. But uh, so they're both like they're both trying to be extremely cool in different ways. The Rock's character is constantly working out, whereas uh, Jason Statham's character is in like a three-piece suit and eating a very fancy breakfast. Like it's just, and yeah, they're just quipping at each other constantly, and it, ju- so it just uh, doesn't work. A l- a lesser reviewer would call it like a toxic masculinity incarnate. I guess. But even then, like there's plenty of that in the Fast and Furious movies and they use it to their benefit because they're making th- right. Th- they make those characters look stupid. We're supposed to think that Hobbs and Shaw are both total fucking cool, badass dudes being belittled the whole but time they do, but they by s- each other. Yeah, but they suck and can't work together as a team to save the world. Um, and then I'm not going to get into it's like a tango and cash, but you know, not as good. Yeah. I'm not going to get into the, uh, racial components of the end of the movie. Cause it, that, that's not, I don't really, I don't know enough. It, okay. It seemed weird to watch it as just a white dude. I was like, this seems odd to me. Um, maybe if you're a few IQ points lower, you'd be like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. But, ha- but not ha- here. Have you seen it? I have not. Can I spoil the ending? Absolutely. So um, Idris Elba, who's great in it, uh, uh, he plays a cyborg, which is a bit of an extreme leap. Like, he's just a full-on cyborg. Even for the the fast verse. Yeah, he's not a man. He's a cyborg. And um, so because of that, he can kind of control all technology because he is a robot. And so in order to fight him, Hobbs and Shaw go back to where Hobbs is from, which is 
an island in the Pacific. I don't remember if they say where. Could be Samoa, could be Hawaii, could be Fiji. I'm not sure. It could be a made-up fake place. They do that in Fast and Furious plenty of times. Okay. They go to San Quinto one time, uh, which is not a country. San Quinto. But uh, yeah. Um, And then when they're there, they're like, well, great. You've got this fucking futuristic android guy with all these weapons and like a small army coming to kill us. What are we going to do? And they're like, well, we've got like Maori shit. So let's do that. And so they literally fight them with wooden clubs while wearing grass skirts. But also Jason Statham's there. And luckily they didn't put him in a grass skirt. That would have been and like paint his face or something. That'd be a bridge way too far. That'd be, I wouldn't Yeah, okay. There'd be no- That would be a bridge on the river quad. Yeah, I would know exactly where I stand on the end of the movie if they had done that. But this one, like, The Rock is, um, he's American, split his time between Hawaii and Canada growing up. He was born in the Bay Area, but uh, I, I, I believe he is- uh, black and Pacific Islander in origin. So, like, he, you know, he's allowed to do. He's panracial. Yeah. So he can do all that. That's fine. It just seemed to me a bit weird to also be like, and Jason Statham's here too. Like, yep. <laughs> here's our, here's this guy. And then also the fact that the spoiler, they win, obviously. Um, they're, yeah. they're not going to die. Uh, which, well, imagine the the Jason Statham heritage uh, that they would have to write in, where like he kills a whale and carves down the whale bones <laughs> to where he can he can fight the Borg. But yeah, it's just too much. I mean, but that's literally what like they were doing, just the Maori equivalent. So they're they're literally fighting like futuristic, like it looked like a tr- a Transformers fight at the end, except one side is literally using wooden sticks and spears and shit. Okay, so it's Return of the Jedi. It's Ewoks versus Adats. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's exactly what it is. I don't know why I didn't go to that analogy first. That is what it is. And the, the and the Ewoks won in that one too. Yep. Yub nub. But at least then you're like, ah, they're aliens. You know, this is just like, ah, they're um, <laughs> they're they're brown people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, I- also. I mean, like the blackest guy, the blackest main character, like isn't even a guy. Yeah, like, come he's on, he's not a human man. He is a cyborg. <laughs> like the, I look. I I don't doubt that Idris Elba could like destroy uh, Jason Statham. Him and The Rock would be a good fight. It would be a good fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you had to cop out and give him Borg status. Come on, it's it, it is so funny that. Uh, so that movie, I think the uh, uh, like official title of that movie is Hobbs and Shaw, a Return fast, of the Jedi, a Fast and Furious movie or something like that. Like it, it yeah, it, a Fast and Furious adventure. Yeah, it mentions Fast and Furious like after the colon, and so it is in the same universe. But like they do not address the fact in the other the, the subsequent Fast and Furious movies. Like, y'all hear about uh our two friends fighting like a cyborg army in the Pacific. <laughs> Like, did y'all hear about that shit? That's crazy, right? There's cyborgs now. There's cyborgs. Because no matter all, yeah. all the tech they use in the Fast and Furious movies, as unbelievable as it is, it's all just tech. None of it's like robots, like AI. Yeah, it's it's all like Kingsman tech yeah. where, you know, everybody gets a free SIM card that makes them go crazy. Yeah. Boy, I rewatched the Kingsman on a plane like a month ago. God damn. That movie's so good. 
That's a fun one. <laughs> Best use of Freebird. I was watching Reagan and I, I, I like I, I synced them up so we could each watch it, you know, at the same time. And uh, I kind of forgot that the movie ends with a big butt sex joke. <laughs> right. Like literally the the closing shot is just of a butthole. <laughs> uh huh. And uh, I was like, damn, this movie got written by like a 19 year old. <laughs> Uh, if that just like guys you know what would be cool is that they, if that at, at the end he the princess he, he, he saves the blonde girl he saves the, the princess and then she says you can't fuck my butthole that'd be mm-hmm. cool huh yeah and then everybody and then everybody and, all the and adults the, in the lady room, has the leg blades yeah all the adults in the room were like uh yeah that sounds great kyle uh thank you for writing our script um i guess we'll do that we will end with a, a big a, a, a butthole. That's had a couple of sequels, too. Yeah, I saw the American one. I haven't seen the prequel The okay, with uh, Ray Fiennes. Nice. That one's like a hundred years ago kind of a kind of a thing. Oh, yeah, they, like a World War I Kingsman. They kind of tremors did. Where like Tremors nice. 1, 2, and 3, Tremors in order. Tremors 4 is Tremors in the Old West. <laughs> Back to the Future Three, yeah. Except they all play their own uh, like ancestors, and the the crazy gun nut redneck guy is like a pacifist. That's kind of a fun. He's like yeah. a Quaker. It's kind of fun. All right. I know we're a little short on time, but like the one movie series that I wish they did do because this was always a rumor about the sequel to Super Troopers was the prequel where they all play their own dads. Yeah, in the seventies. Like, so hopefully that's in the mix right now. Like, you know, hopefully Tacoma FD isn't taking too much time from Steve Lemmy and uh, Kevin Heffernan. Well, where they can they, they can try to come up with that. They famously are not part of the Writers Guild Union. And that's why we got Slam and Salmon was the last time they did a writer's strike. They were like, which was great. Yeah, we'll just do that. So there's nothing stopping them, you know, like and the directors, you know, they they got their deal. Yep. So Good job directors. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Don't give up on the dream, dude. Every day that they get older is, is a day that they can play their own dads more realistically. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you got anything else? I mean, I, I got notes here and there, but they're all uh, disjointed and, and all organized. So, I mean, I, I'll bring them up throughout the summer. I love that. Well, um, sorry for taking another week off, guys. I, I You know, um but we did, and we're back, and it's fine now. Yeah, that's okay. We'll prorate your Patreon subscriptions. <laughs> Could you imagine? Um, but yeah, uh, you got any advice for anybody who um, wants to come up with a new name for a, a, an original king of comedy? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that's a real tough one. Uh, no, I do not. And as we say every week, go fuck yourself. God fuck us, everyone.